0: just talking me. Do you think that you could repeat the question? And i listen more attention. internet is very slow. Uh-oh. There must have been something in all of I got the show up, though. It's just taking a long time to post so everything. I'm working on two hours sleep. Oh, boy. Yesterday, I was working on four hours sleep. When this bash is over, I need a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> You're busy still for a good cause, though. Well, it's great work. Like it's, right. it's. I, I love what I'm doing. I absolutely, absolutely love it. I feel so fortunate to be able to do this every day. But man, my body is just not cooperating anymore. And I'm old now, so when I was younger, you could do that. But <laughs> now that I'm in my late forties. Don't say late 40s is old, thank you. I'm headed in that direction. I refuse to feel or be old. I don't think my voice is ready to go. Are we going to try this? Are we doing this? I might try. Uh Everybody. Ba, 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 ba. I had three of the four bars. You did. You did much better. Because oh, I, um, I was up till six thirty this morning, and my phone started ringing at nine. I didn't turn it off because I had to deal with a situation this morning, so. which almost became the topic of this show. Believe it or not, yeah, not something I wanted to do, so it was worked out. But all right, I guess we'll start the show. All right, let's, let's go. start the show. Yeah. All right. Hey, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here with the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, atop top two guys smoke shop at the Studio Twenty One podcast cafe we want to welcome chrissy back she's been gone for a couple of weeks oh, thank you. and i was really thinking about you the whole time you were gone i know i got your message and the first and week. I, I felt so bad i know you had a if you don't mind me saying you had a no, death, death no. in the family my sister passed away yeah, and she had right? to go back to australia for a couple of weeks yeah. for that and the whole time you were gone i just having being someone who lost someone very close to me in my family in a tragic way i kind yeah. of identified no, she was very young she was very young how young was she uh, she was forty-three. With uh, two just, little girls. That's, so. just, that's just tragic. I mean, it is. It there's is. Just no way around. Cancer that. does not discriminate. No, so. it doesn't. So I, th- I thought about you the whole time you, you were gone, and I kept asking Siri what time it was in Australia <laughs> before I texted you to make sure I didn't wake <laughs> you up. Because I know this. what is it, like a 14-hour difference or yes, something like yep. that? Yes, yeah, depending on daylight savings, but yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, we have a couple of things I want to get to. We have a ton of stuff. We're going to do, do a bash update. I do want to do a Methuen update real quick. Methuen Mayor Neil Perry is still not back to work. And what we're hearing is that, and he's been sick. If you, if you haven't uh, been following, he has been sick. Um, a, a couple of things I want to say about this. Uh, one, I hope for him and his family's sake that he gets better. Um, I don't like the guy, but I don't want to see anything bad happen to him. I want him to live as long as humanly possible, so I can keep kicking the shit out of him for as long as humanly possible. And it's kind of hard to do that when someone's dead. So let's hope that he let's hope that he recovers and that he doesn't just recover, but that he recovers and he gets better, that he feels better and he gets better. Uh, in the meantime, though, we don't know if that's going to happen. And in the meantime, DJ Borregad, city councilor DJ Borregad, is is acting mayor at the moment. And I have to tell you, we've had a rocky relationship, DJ and I. But the people that I'm talking to in City Hall are telling me he's doing a good job. He's doing a really good job. In fact, there's a couple of people in City Hall who didn't like DJ going into all of this and are now very impressed by him. So that says a lot, especially the type of people that were were talking to me on the phone the other day. Um, If Neil Perry doesn't come back, and I mean come back like into the office and is working like within the next month... I I really think that he should probably think about stepping aside. I know he's talking about running for reelection. I know he wants to stay as mayor, and he doesn't do a bad job. Again, as much as I don't like the guy, and I don't. Um, Neil Perry does a good job as mayor of Methuen. And, you know, it would be nice if he could come back and finish his term at the very least. But if he doesn't come back, like, in the office within the next month, I think it's really, for the sake of the city, I think it's probably time for him to move on. One more thing that I do want to say about this. This happens... All the time. And I get really tired of it. Like it doesn't aggravate me anymore like it used to. But I just get tired of it. I see it online and I just go, oh, "The fuck are these people? what's wrong with these people? So when I found out, by the way, from a family member of Neil Perry that he was rushed to the hospital, I'm going to say it was like four weeks or so ago. When I first found out, I found out from a family member and I asked that family member, does everybody in the family know about this? Like, is this something that I can post And not have to worry that a family member is going to see it on my page for the first time. Like, does everybody know? And that person said, yes, everyone in the family knows. So I went online and I posted it. Now, within, I'm going to say, an hour, there were people all over the other Methuen pages savaging me for posting it. I had members of his family, in fact, one of them is the person who called me, which made it even more fucking hilarious, going on Facebook, attacking me for posting it. Oh, this is horrible. You violated HIPAA. No, I didn't violate HIPAA. HIPAA is a federal law for medical workers and employers that says you can't share their medical information. Saying that the mayor of Methuen was rushed to the hospital, which he was, that he was non-responsive, which he was, is not a violation of HIPAA. But what's funny is that, like, 30 other people have it posted on their page. Not one, I went to every one of them Not one person complains on their page But when Tom Duggan does it People like Steve Saber Who by the way hates Neil Perry more than I do Steve Saber goes online And starts attacking me for my post As if like he's Neil Perry's best friend It was hilarious And, and the same, by the way the same thing happened I'm going to segue a little bit um, Scott Forbes Passed away he, is the pro, he's, he was the head of Veterans Northeast Outreach and we've been kind of at war with Veterans Northeast Outreach because they're not servicing veterans the way they're supposed to be. But it wasn't about Scott. Scott just recently took over. So it wasn't, it's not him that did that, that. I had a problem with. In fact, Scott and I had a conversation more than once about the situation going on over there. And I promised him that I would give him time to fix the situation before I wrote anything more about Veterans Northeast. Because I don't want to hurt a veterans organization if they're actually helping veterans. So he passed away, and I got a phone call from someone who was very close to the situation that he had committed suicide. And I wasn't going to post it. I waited about an hour because I was in the middle of other things when I found out. And as I'm surfing Facebook, I found out at least five or six other people on Facebook had posted that he had committed suicide. So my thing thing as a journalist is if it's already out, there's no reason for me to hold anything back. If people are out in public and they're talking about it, then me holding something back only hurts me. Because then I'm the only guy that doesn't have that part of the story, and the next day you know that the Tribune's going to pick it up, and they're going to run the full story and get credit for something that I had the day before. So if if it wasn't all over Facebook, I wouldn't have posted it. But it was all over Facebook. It was everywhere. And so I posted it. And the comments on my post, 99% of them were people saying how horrible it is that these veterans have PTSD and that they have problems and that the government isn't helping them. And that's what the story became about. But then I started getting text messages from people claiming to be his family members. I don't know if they were. Maybe they were, but I don't know that. Saying how horrible and disgusting my post was, how it hurt his family so much, what a horrible, evil human being I am. And so when I got those texts, when I got those instant messages on Facebook, I went back to all of the other people who are connected to Veterans Northeast Outreach, who had the same exact thing posted on their page, and nobody gave them any shit. Nobody posted anything saying, this is horrible, this is terrible, you're hurting the family. But when Tom Duggan does it, it's like I'm a magnet for crazy people. It's like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a magnet for criticism. And so I just want the I want the few people who objected to my post... To understand on both the Neil Perry situation And the Scott Forbes situation I want you to know I actually do my fucking job Okay I don't I, 33 years ago today I turned on a television set And found out my father was fighting for his life At Lawrence General Hospital I didn't like having to see it on TV The family had not yet been notified But you know what I didn't do I didn't blame Jerry D'Amico on Channel 7 and I still remember his name I didn't blame Jerry D'Amico on Channel Seven for doing his fucking job, and r- running with a story that a Lawrence police officer was fighting for his life at Lawrence General, because that's his job. I actually go out of my way to try and make sure that family members know about stuff that it's that things are out before I before I go with something that's going to be you know something that's sensitive, you know, a suicide or or a, or a hospitalization or something. I actually do go out of my way to do that because I remember how it felt. And again, I didn't, blame the, the, I didn't blame the news guy. But I do remember how it felt, and it felt horrible. It felt horrible to have to find out that way. And then you have to wonder, like, is that true, right? Like, in my case, there was a, uh, there was a police officer in Lawrence named Sean Dugan. Three days before my father was murdered, Sean Dugan was injured in a fight, and the Tribune headline the next day had my father's name in it. So I called my father to see if he was doing okay. And he said, yeah, it's not me. It was Sean Dugan. The Tribune screwed it up. So three days later when he gets beaten up in Lawrence, I, and I flip on the TV and I see my father's picture for the first time, my first thought is, okay, maybe it's not him, right? Because maybe, it's Sean, maybe, maybe Channel 7 screwed up. But they had his picture on TV. So I rushed to the hospital. It was a horrible, horrible, horrible feeling. So I know what Neil Perry's family was going through. And I know what Scott Forbes' family was going through. I absolutely do. But I also was not reckless, and I take it very serious when people accuse me of being reckless with these kinds of things. When I actually did do my job, when I actually did do the follow up, when I actually did talk to family members, when I actually did make sure that what I was posting was already readily available in other sources. So I just want to. I just want to. Um, I want to indoctrinate myself. Uh, uh, in- inoculate myself on some of this stuff, because people who don't like you don't care about the facts. They only People like Steve Saber, he's so slimy that, that he will take any opportunity to throw a shot at someone like me to try and hurt my credibility, because he knows if he runs for mayor, I'm going to be writing things about all the shenanigans that he did for the last eight years on the council. And that's what they try to do. They try to Bigfoot you. They try to hurt your credibility knowing you might be writing something bad about them so that when you do, they can go, oh, yeah, but come on, this is the guy that said so-and-so about Perry. This is the guy that said such-and-such about folks. Oh, come on. So um, my sincere well wishes to Neil Perry. Again, don't like the guy. No integrity. We know what happened here on the show. We also know what happened with a few other things. However... However, I don't wish any of the pain or suffering that he's going through on him or anyone else. And I really do hope that he gets better so that I can keep kicking the shit out of him because he's not a good guy. But I do want to see him get better. So I just want to end with that. So we've got a couple of things to get to. We've got, the ba- we got a bash. up. What should we do first? We can do a bash update. We can uh, talk about Neil Harrington and Salisbury. Or we can talk about Diana DeZaglia. Oh, we can chat a little bit about St. Patrick's Day. Where do you want to go first? So let's do the bash update. That way we don't run out of time to do the bash Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's why she's the producer. Hey, that's what I do. All right. So let me pull up. So we have 15 days left to go for the Valley Patriots 19th anniversary bash. This is absolutely going to be the best bash, best bash we've ever had. Um, I don't know where my, uh, where my, where my numbers went. Boy. You just never know, right? You're alive and stuff happens. Um, So let's talk about where we are right now. 15 days to go. The bottom of this list, very surprising because this was the top last year. Last year, the Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship was at around $7,000. We're going to show you all those numbers in a minute. Um, This year, Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship is at the bottom. And I'm not sure why that is. Every year, one of these scholarships just jets to the top for some reason. Mm. And last year it was the Dan Cody Scholarship. This year it's at 3,455. Um so what I'm gonna do is before I read the rest of these, for the Dan Cody and the Methuen scholarship, I'm going to be making phone calls for the next week trying to get those two up to where they need to be. The yeah. others, the others, as you as you'll see as we go down, our goal is five thousand per student. The others are all really close. Yeah. Um, so Dan Cody at three thousand four fifty-five. Um, the recipient of that is North Andover High School student, Kim Ryland. And uh, we want to get him at $5,000. That would be great. I know everybody on the basketball committee says, look, just give them like $2,000. they will be thrilled with 2000 Most scholarships aren't even that much. And I guess maybe I just, I, I always try to overshoot maybe. I, I'm always a, a little bigger than maybe where I should be. But that's just because I think I, I understand what my capabilities are. And I think maybe this is what I could do if I, if I can do so our goal is $5,000. Methuen High School, his name is James Sugden. Um, I want to thank the three, four Methuen officials who donated to this scholarship. I'd really like to hear from the other city councils that have not yet donated to this scholarship. He's a really smart kid. He's going into uh, video production. And he, from what I hear, he's one of the best students at Methuen High. And he's at $3,700. That, that he should be closer to five by now. Yeah, And I know that there's been officials because of my feud with Perry that are afraid to have you know, anything to do with me or you know, the Valley Patriot. 100% of what you give is going directly to this kid. You're not hurting me by not making a donation. You're hurting this kid. And if you're the kind of person, as I know some of you are, if you're the kind of person that would take it out on a student because you don't like the person raising the money for them, then that's a shame on you. And I'm just going to leave it with that. Whittier is at 4070 Now, the Whittier kid is always at the bottom. Every year, the Whittier kid's at the bottom. And this year, so far, at least, he's not. He's at $4,070. Another almost $1,000, and we, and we have what we need for him. So, And we get 15 days left. We have a little bit more than two weeks to yeah. go. Havel High School, the Michelle DeLuca Benedetti Scholarship. Um, also with this is the Dan Strange Memorial Scholarship. Uh, is at $4,100. And by the way, that's thanks to Lisa Williams at AFC Urgent Care, who donated $1,000 yesterday to the Whittier Scholarship and $1,000 to, what was the other one that she did? The Havel High School Scholarship, which is this one, which brought, brought um, the Havel High up to $4,100. Greater Lawrence Tech, this one shot up really fast at the very beginning, and we haven't had a donation for a while. Mm. Um, and her name, oh, I'm sorry, the Havel High School kids, oh, we didn't give the other kids names, The wittier kid's name is Arturo Zunega. Nice kid. He's going into plant management at Fitchburg State. Um, The Haverhill High School Michelle DeLuca Benedetti scholarship is Liam Robertson. He's going to be a police officer. So he also got the New England Police Benevolent Association's Dan Strange Memorial Scholarship for $1,000, which is added into that number. Thank you to Jerry Flynn for that, uh, who is president of the New England PBA uh, never says no when I call him. I say, listen, I'm raising money for a kid. And before I even finish asking, he's like, how much do you need? Uh-huh. So thank you to those guys. Great Lawrence Tech is um, uh, Ariel Cavarretta, and um, she's at $4,145. Our special needs scholarship, Vanessa de la Cruz Sanchez, which should be much longer, I think. Um, 4745 We haven't had a donation on that one for a while either. And then look at this. I mean, this is just crazy. 6256 for the Lawrence High School Junior ROTC scholarship recipient. Her name is Geraldice Morales, and I apologize for spelling her name wrong for the first two weeks we posted. <laughs> And even when I was told That I spelled her name wrong I fixed the A at, In the middle of her name But not at the beginning Of her name oh. I, had, I had spelled wrong Two ways oh So I fixed the first one But I kept I kept misspelling it On the subsequent ones Until Somebody reached out And just said Yeah that's wrong So I tried to go back And fix as much as I could So uh, She's getting $6,256 And I think she's probably Going to get more than that too. I think that's I think there's more money coming in because it's junior ROTC. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of veterans that donate like at the last minute, and yeah. that's, that's the one they always give to so our total so far with fifteen days to go thirty thousand four seventy one that's just mind blowing yeah and I'm going to show you why but uh, um, Chrissy's going to show you why yeah. when she pulls this up because here's last year's and i don't i, I can't for some reason, I don't have the total. So. That's all right. Would you like me to do Yeah, it? please I do it because, oh, it I can there. see it now. Can yep. you see it there? So if, if you look at the side-by-side, last year, that total, and the red is last year, the blue is this year. Last year, that total, 33,000, if I'm reading it right, 495. Yep. That was the final total walking out of the room that night. Right. So it was a little lower going into the room, but Al Valo, Val Won the fifty fifty, and he won six hundred dollars and walked over to the Whittier kid and said, "Here, I want you to use this for your college. Fantastic. Like, <laughs> can you believe it? Right?" So I adjusted everything, and that's what it was at the very end. It was dollars thousand four ninety. We're almost there, yeah. and we have two weeks to go. Right. And I'm pretty sure we can raise five more than five thousand in the next two weeks. We could, I'm fairly so. Maybe safe. even in a week if we if everybody just checks in at the bottom of our screen through the show this to today and f- until the bash is over. Is the methods that you can use to donate to these kids Every one of these kids are good kids I had very professional educators Vet them before they brought them to me And when they did I went through their social media pages And I vetted them again They are all very worthy They are all deserving And 100% of what you give If you give a dollar Like yesterday we were at Route 110 Convenience Store I was buying cigarettes And Hasmu, the owner, said When's your scholarship thing coming up? I said, that's in two weeks Oh, I need tickets. So I gave him a couple of tickets. He said, are you raising money for scholarships? I said, yeah. He says, well, I only have $151 in my account right now. I haven't deposited my check. So let me give you that now. So he gave me $151. That's what he had. And And we posted the 151 so that the student knows where the money came from and how much they're getting, added it to the kid's total, and then posted a tote board. So with full transparency, everybody knows, including the student that's getting the money and their parents, Every donation that comes in, how much it is, adds to the total, and that kid knows exactly, or the parents know exactly what they're going to get for a check when they walk in the room. And that's a minimum number because sometimes in the room somebody will walk over to me and say, here's 500 for the Special Needs Scholarship, or here's 100 for the Whittier Scholarship. And then in the room we have to start doing math before we can write a check. right? So, um, so, that's, so that's, that's our bash update. We do have some really great surprises. We have two surprise scholarships that I have not talked about We're not raising money publicly for these because the people that are donating the money don't want me to. They want to be able to do this. They want to surprise the people in the room. They don't want these two people to know they're getting scholarships. So I want to thank Carrie Wyland from House of Mercy, who donated $2,500, oh no, it was $5,000 on Carrie's for a surprise scholarship, and uh, a number of Lawrence officials, including Mayab de state representatives... Estella Reyes and Francisco Polino um, found out that this other person was going to college and didn't get their application into me on time. So they're going to show up with a check for this person because they're going to be in the room. Oh, wow. And we're going to surprise that person with a scholarship. So that, 34 that we're shoot that, that thirty thousand that we have now does not include like another $6,000 or $7,000. Oh, right. So we're, we're, we're probably going to beat our, our goal from last year. And then I'm going to owe Kevin Drew and a lunch at Sevmars. Because <laughs> by the way, if you haven't been to Sevmars, great Lebanese food in Salem, New Hampshire on Main Street. Um, Jocelyn Maroon runs it with her new partner, uh, Mr. Severino. And I've been there twice now in the last week. The hummus was way better than I expected it to be. Way better. And the kibbeh was pretty good too. Um, so take a, take a walk over there, take a ride over there and uh, get yourself something to eat. Mm-hmm. Also, tonight, before we get into any heavy topics tonight, at the Irish Cottage State Representative Ryan Hamilton, who writes for the Valley Patriots, having his St. Patrick's Day dinner. His first annual, I think, St. Patrick's Day dinner. Um, Bill Manzi used to do one every year, and then when he left as mayor, I think he stopped doing it. Linda Campbell picked it up, and she started doing it in Billy's place, and she did a St. Patrick's Day thing every year. And now that she's not a state rep, Ryan Hamilton has replaced her, and he wants to keep the tradition going. So go down the Irish Cottage tonight, throw Ryan a couple of bucks for his campaign, Help the kid out. He's a nice kid. He's doing a, dec- a decent job. Um, and you might even be able to uh, buy me a drink because I'm off the wagon until the day after the bash. So if you want to – every time someone comes over and buys me a drink, they go, hey, you want to – oh, yeah, you don't drink. But if you come over to me tonight, I'm going to be drinking. So i just let you know. And I'm not going to be driving either because Steve Stable will be out there with a video camera waiting to see if I get in my car. Oh, cool. So we have a couple, of, um, a couple of big topics that I want to get to. I'm hoping I can get to both of them if I can. Um, But if not, we'll start with this one because it's just so juicy. So um, anybody who's followed the Valley Patriot over the last uh, 10 years uh, has probably followed the shenanigans of Salisbury Town Manager Neil Harrington. Now, Neil Harrington is uh, the guy that when the Valley Patriot did some research a few years ago and found out that he hadn't done his annual town reports, we submitted a public records request for the annual town reports. Now, the annual town reports are mandated by state law. Every town manager has to do them. It's basically an outline of what the DPW did in the last year, how much money they brought in, how much money they spent, a performance review, same thing for the police department, the fire department, etc. And Neil Harrington, who has been the town manager of Salisbury since 2013, if I'm remembering correctly, and I think I am, um, hadn't done them for years. So, uh, we submitted a public records request, and the answer that we got was, That's, it's not a public record. I don't have to give you this. It's not a public record. It's an annual fucking town report. Of course you have to give me that. His answer was, no, no, I don't, because I haven't created it. I haven't done the town. I ha- Tom, I didn't do the town report, so I don't have to give you something I didn't do. And my answer was, well, the state law says you have to do them every year. The town charter says you have to do them every year. So do them and release them. So he did them, sent them to me, but redacted all the information, like black on every page, right? Like he's he's just playing games with us now, and he's playing. And and by the way, we represent the public. When when as a member of the press, I request public documents. It's to inform the public about what their government officials are doing. That's my job. And so when they play these games with me, they think they're pissing me off. They're not pissing me off because I'm still I still get paid one way or the other. I'm still doing my job. But he redacted all the information. We had to go to the Secretary of State's office the first time. Then he gave us the redacted copies. We had to go back to the state, uh, Secretary of State's office the second time. We met with, uh, I, I roped in State Senator Katie O'Connor-Ives. I met with Neil Harrington in his office about seven years ago, asking for the documents, asking him to do the reports, and asking him to release the reports. He promised her to her face that I'd have them by that Friday. That was a Monday. Six months later, I called Katie Ives about something else, and she said, by the way, uh, you know, I didn't see a story about those documents. I guess it didn't say what you thought they said. And I said, yeah, because he still hasn't given them to us. And finally, she called the Secretary of State's office, and we finally got the reports. However, however, we now find out that those are the only reports that he's done. After that, he didn't do any more annual town reports. So from 2016 to 2022... He didn't do any of the annual town reports, and they're mandated by state law. Now, this is a guy who's running for mayor of Salem, Massachusetts. He lives in Salem. He's the town manager of Salisbury, and he's not doing his job. He's doing what he loves best, which is traipsing all over Salem, Massachusetts, talking about himself, talking about his campaign for mayor. And so in this Valley Patriot, I've called for his resignation as the town manager, if you can't do the annual town report and that's your job, you shouldn't be town manager. If you're spending all of your time traipsing around Salem, talking about yourself and running for mayor of Salem, because you're more interested in running Salem than Salisbury, then you need to resign. You need to step down and let somebody else do that job. But let's also remember that this is the same guy who built a boardwalk to nowhere. In the middle of Salisbury, he built this boardwalk that, that ran along like, along the beach, like along the coast, Right, but it didn't go anywhere. It was it, it just obstructed everybody's view. So if you if you, the guy that owns Uncle Eddie's right on the beach, people used to go outside and sit down in the in the chairs outside in his in the little uh, area that they have cordoned off outside, and be right on the beach and and eat and have something to drink. Now they get this big huge fucking boardwalk in their way. There's nothing to see. Completely obstructed everything. And by the way, you the taxpayers paid for it. This is also a guy that was um, that lied about the eighty million dollar lie about the sewer betterment. That nine million dollars was stolen from the taxpayers, and he outright he outright just lied about it. He just outright lied about it. And and here's the here's the short version of of what happened there. So the town um, was told by the state and federal government that they had to build a water treatment plant for their water, and they couldn't keep pumping sewage into the ocean. So because the town because the town was ordered to do this. The state and federal government said that they would pay for, I think, was 80% of it. I don't have it in front of me, so I'm sorry, 90% of it. So it might be 91%, it might be 89%, so don't hold me to the number, but it was, about, it was around that. So the rate payers, the people who are on sewer systems, then got a bill for the balance. like It was divided by how many people were on the, on the sewer system, and everybody got a bill. But we found out later on that the other 10% was already paid for by the federal government. That he got grants to pay for that other ten percent, but at the end of the year, if you look at the balance sheet for the town, you should see nine million extra dollars there, right? Because he got paid; they got, the town got paid twice for that betterment, but that nine million dollars wasn't there. They, they showed a zero balance, which means nine million dollars went somewhere. Neil Harrington to this day still can't tell us what that is, and Neil Harrington never registered that uh, that sewer project with the Registry of Deeds. So people who purchase property after the construction of that project, after the previous owners of the property paid the sewer betterment, somebody new comes in, buys a piece of property, and before they foreclose, before they close on the property, the town comes in and says, no, you got to pay a sewer betterment, 15000 10000 whatever it is, even though they already got paid for it. Even though they already got paid for it. And by the way, even though they already got paid for it twice, because they got paid by the federal government for that 10%, and then they got paid by the previous owner of the property for that 10%. And yet, the Salisbury town budget had a zero balance at the end of the year. So where did the money go? If you live in Salem, that's the question you should be asking. Where'd the money go? And I just gave you plenty of information to go after this guy. Now, it, on the other end of this, it's it, it, it's tough for me to keep going after Neil Harrington because he's running against these left-wing lunatics that think that global warming is their number one priority as mayor of Salem. Like the guy running against him, I don't know what his name is. It's like Hicks or, or Dicks or something like that. I went, I went on his page, and it was global warming and, and diversity, equity, inclusion, and all this other bullshit that has nothing to do with like, filling potholes, paying police officers, and making sure firefighters don't get killed. This is who he's running against. So I'm very conscious of the fact I had a couple of conservatives from Salem call me and say, you're hurting the cause by going after Neil Harrington. I know you don't like him, but you're hurting the cause. So I thought about it a little bit, and the conclusion that I've come to is that that shouldn't matter. That, you know what, if, if a liberal lunatic gets elected in Salem, that's on the people of Salem. That's not on me. My job as a reporter is to let them know the shenanigans that the candidates have been up to before they ran for office. And if I find out what they're up to now, to let them know that too. So we are going to continue to research Neil Harrington. I'm going to continue to follow the Salem mayor's race. And anybody who's running for mayor in Salem that wants to call me and pick my brain or take me to coffee or wants copies of any documents that I have, I'm more than happy to cooperate with you, even though Neil Harrington the only conservative in that race. The other two people that are running, there might be three, but I know of two at least. The other two people—they're left-wing lunatics. I wouldn't want them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want them babysitting my kid, much less running the city. All right. However, however, this is not about my opinion or my politics. This is about what's right, and what's right is Neil Harrington's a crook. He's an outright crook. He has been since the beginning, and he still is. And so I'm going to keep doing what I do. And if the people of Salem elect him, great for me. Right. Because now I've got four more years to kick the shit out of the guy and and dig into all the shenanigans he's going to be involved in when he becomes – he's not going to stop being a crook if he becomes a Salem mayor, right? He's not going to suddenly go, okay, now that I'm the mayor of Salem again, I'm going to to behave myself this time. That's not going to happen because crooks never do that, right? Unless they have to, they never do that. So if he wins, it's actually better for me. It would be better for me to say nothing during the campaign, let him run and win, and then beat the crap out of him with great headlines that sell lots of advertising – Once he gets in However I think it's my duty also To let the people know What they're getting And so that's what I'm doing What else do we have here? we got seven minutes left Um, So (laughs) If you read the front page Of the Valley Patriot this month uh, Nothing This is I I giggled while I was doing this story This was so great Diana DiZaglio Ran for state auditor And all of my conservative friends said she's going to be nothing but a show for the legislature. She's a left-wing lunatic. She's everything that you accuse all the other Democrats of. And let me tell you, as somebody who knows her, that's not the case. And I told you at the time, that's not the case. And I also came in here, and Chrissy might remember this. I also came in here and said, if Diana DiZaglio wins this auditor's race, after every single big-name Democrat, including Elizabeth Warren, screwed her in the primary and tried to get her knocked out in the primary. If she wins the final now, this is what I said right before the final, she's going after all of them. She's not going to get in and want to be their buddy. She's going to go in and she's going to go after all of them. And you guys sent me enormous amounts of hate mail. You're just saying this because you like her. You're just saying this because you're her friend. You watch when she gets in. She's going to just become the next Elizabeth Warren. She's not going after anybody. The legislature is safe, Tom. Tom. Tom, you're blinded by the fact that she's your friend. Well, here's our front page story. It's uh, March. She's been in office three months. She's already proven me right. De expose exposes welfare fraud. She went after the welfare department, which is run by who? The Democrats. And then she announced the day after the paper came out. I just wish that she had done it a day earlier. She announced that she's going to audit. Are you ready for this? She's going to audit the legislature. The legislature has never been audited. If they were, it was like 100 years ago. But in my lifetime, the legislature has never been audited. So you think about the fact that the legislature is the state reps and the state senators. And they have a budget, right? Each each one of them have an assistant and an office. And if they go out and they go to dinner with somebody and it's business-related, they can submit that as an expense and the taxpayers pay it. But they've never been audited. The amount of money that gets spent by the legislature itself. Now I don't mean voting on bills for like welfare or police or anything else. I'm talking about what they spend on themselves in the state house is enormous amounts of money. Millions and millions and millions of dollars just get literally thrown out the window. And Diana, as someone who worked in the legislature under a state rep, saw that firsthand. She knows exactly where the bodies are buried, exactly. And the other reason why she's going after them, and I know she probably doesn't want me talking about this, but I think it's important to know as a backdrop, when she was an aide to state rep Paul Adams, she was severely sexually harassed. Severely. And then when she complained about it, they fired her. And then when she threatened to sue them, they gave her a severance package, and they told her that they would pay her off if she promised not to sue, but it had a non-disclosure agreement. So she couldn't talk publicly about who sexually harassed her, What state representative, what state senator sexually harassed her? Because those guys are still in the legislature. Those guys still have their job. In an age where we're told that sexual harassment is is worse than killing a family of five, right? If someone is sexually harassed at work today, that's like the end of the world if you're a Democrat. And, of course, Massachusetts is run by Democrats. So when she left, she promised she was going to do something about the nondisclosure agreements, which she has done. And she promised she was going after the people that were responsible for covering up. Because if they did this to Diana, you have to know that there's a whole slew of other, hundreds of other women that have worked in in and out of that statehouse over the years that have been sexually groped, that have been sexually harassed, that have had comments made, that have had to sleep for a promotion, sleep with someone for a promotion, that have had to sleep with someone to keep their job. And every single one of those fucking guys at the legislature that did those things was able to cover it up with a non-disclosure agreement. By having you, the taxpayers, pay the woman who was aggrieved, and in paying her, silencing her. So to all of you who, this is just, this is, today's show is just one big I told you so, right? To all of you who, after, by, after I did that show, I think it was in November when we did that show on Diana, all of you kicked the crap out of me on Facebook. And again, this isn't about patting myself on the back. It's just about being able to see the landscape knowing the people involved, and being able to tell where, where things are going. And I'm, I'm usually not wrong. Again, I mean, it's not an ego thing. I'm usually not wrong because I've been doing this since I was 18 years old. I'm an old man now. I've been doing this forever. And I know my stuff. Am I wrong once in a while? Yeah, we thought Neil Perry was going to be a good guy, and we all supported him. Every once in a while, we get something wrong. But how do you find out that I'm wrong? How do you guys know when I'm wrong? Because I come in and I tell you. I'm not one of these guys that thinks he's never wrong. When I'm wrong, I come in and I tell you, and why do I do that? I do that because I would rather you guys have the right information than me pretending to be right when I'm not. That serves no purpose for me. I would rather my viewers and my readers have the right information so that when the Tribune fucks up the story, you guys know, what, you guys know that they're full of shit. Like, if you read my story, and then the Tribune comes out with something the next day that says something different, I'm 100% positive that people are believing me over the Tribune. Because when I get something wrong, I go online and go, no, you know what? I posted a story 10 minutes ago. It said this happened on Thursday. It really happened on Friday. I apologize for the mistake. Tribune never does that. Ever, 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 ever. They won't do it. They won't do it. In fact, it's the reason I started my newspaper. I started my newspaper because I was tired of going to an event, picking up the paper the next day, and looking at their story going, what the hell event were they at? Like, none of this happened. What are they talking about? So that's why we started the Valley Patriot. All right, we've got two minutes left. Let me thank my. I'll thank my sponsors as we do mail on the way out. Um, The bash is March 31st, Friday night. Um, There are no tickets. There are no tables of ten available left. We've sold all the tables of ten. We actually do have one table of ten available, but it's way in the back, and I'm having a hard time charging somebody $400 for a table that's way in the back. So we may turn that into an eight and and just do it that way. If somebody really, really, really wants a table of ten. And they don't mind sitting in the back, let me know, and I'll keep it as a 10. But otherwise, we have tables of eight available. And by the way, not many. We've already sold 34 tables already. And, and those are like, those are like solid. Those aren't, I, none of those people are going to be changing their mind. They're all people that came last year. So we have like another 10 or 12 tables that we can sell. And um, that, by the way, does not include people who come at the door. So mm-hmm. if you come in at the door, our, our reserve tables will be sold, but there will be seating for people that buy tickets at the you know, like individual tickets. You come with your wife or you come with your kids, you, you can still get in. Um, Diana Desagulier will be at the bash. We have a surprise award that we're giving to somebody, and she's going to get up and do that. We have a lot of surprises, oh. with Chrissy, at Good. this at this thing. Um, next year's the twentieth, mm-hmm. and we're already planning. For next year, for the 20th. It's going to be a big one. And I, I, can't, I can't wait. Like The surprises that we have this year, people are going to go, wow. And I just want you to know right up front that what we've got planned for next year is going to fire eclipse what we're doing this year. Awesome. Like We've already contacted people about next year, about certain people that we want to come, certain celebrities that will definitely be there, All and right. certain local people that you never thought you'd see at a Valley Petri patch, but will <laughs> be there. So... Um, Alright, I guess we can wrap up the show today I'm, 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 I'm very glad that I didn't have to go with the video I was going to show today I'm glad that that got worked out I didn't want to have to do that Although I was certainly willing to do it Shout out to Mike Gorman You had a rough night, my friend, last night But we took care of it And everything's good TMF helping the homeless Not just on Wednesday nights But every day Every day those people go out on their own Bring food to people Bring clothes to people Make sure that they have sternos Hand warmers in the cold we appreciate that. want to thank our sponsors, McLennan Real Estate Century 21. Haven't heard from Matt. I don't know if he's coming to the bash. I'm going to have to reach out to him. He's probably busy. Yeah, he may not even know what's going on because I haven't reached out to him yet. Marseille and Sun Construction, you'll see Ronnie at the bash for sure. EIS, Investigation and Gun Training, Joe Solomon, he'll definitely be there. Morelli's Deli, we're going to try and get Don Smiriglio in the room this oh. year. It couldn't come last year, but we're trying. Tomo and Shake and Seafood, Clear Path for Veterans New England, a free shout-out to Mercurio Law Office. I don't know if we have his ad up here, but I want to throw that up here, oh. up here for him for free yeah, and help yeah, him out. Uh, he bought a one-year package from us. AFC Urgent Care, she donated $2,000 yesterday. Lovely. And a, a Pleasant Valley Landscaping Dave Id console. you took the Valley Patriot with him on vacation. <laughs> and J.G.'s Ice Cream, Melvin Taylor, says you got to go home, so go home already. That way you don't have to do it over. <laughs> it auto plays. It's fine, and that's all, right well, all then, right. well, then fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk for another minute and a half if you want. <laughs> we'll just do a slow fade. Out. I love you. Listen, I'm so sorry you had to go through what you went through the oh, last couple I weeks. I really it. am, yeah, and I felt I felt for you them. all week. So, and I appreciate everyone as well, wishes I've got them coming yeah. in on. And, and I miss things. Murphy. I know Murphy's a good boy. Yeah, you, yeah he's our live studio. He was all excited when he saw me. Know. It's been three weeks. He was like, "Oh my god, that's Tom." Yeah, he got very excited. All right, I suppose we should just go now, right? Yeah, we'll hey, I will see all time. you guys at the Irish Cottage tonight for Ryan Hamilton's St. Uh, St. Patrick's Day party. Awesome. awesome! They do really good food there. Yeah, they do. All right, well, let's go. Great, great nachos. I feel like we should just—it feels weird to go before he says well, go yeah, So right. we'll just keep bantering. All right, okay, for a minute, fine, okay? fine with me. So we lost our fun. lesbian columnist. I fired her this week. Oh no! Yeah. Not for being a lesbian, obviously. No, I actually hired her for being a lesbian. She's been with me for 13 years. I had to fire her because she's a, she's a Methuen oh. High School teacher. I asked her to share on her Facebook page that we have a Methuen High kid that needs a scholarship, mm-hmm. and she refused. Oh. I said, you're a Methuen High teacher, and you're not going to do that? <sighs> Melvin Taylor yeah. says we got to go home. Oh, yeah. So go home already.